Today on Talk is Okalo, we look back at the NFL preseason. Who was up, who was down, which rookies surprised us, and who are some dark horse candidates to make some opening day rosters. We'll look into that in just a moment. A few headlines around the world of sports. Plus, the NBA schedule was released on Friday. What matchups we're looking forward to seeing. And the Premier League also debuted on Saturday. We look back at some of the games that was played and some early ongoing predictions and plenty more. I have my very special guest today, a good friend of mine from South and a huge sports fan himself, Rick Alexander, joining us today. And we'll discuss these hot topics and a little more on Talk is Okalo starting right now. Monday, my Okaloholics. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the Monday episode of Talk is Okalo, our first full week in action. Uh, next week will be our one-week anniversary debut. Stay tuned for that. We'll get a lot of guests and more. Make sure you stay tuned in the week because we will interview a few Dolphins players, get their takes on the season and more. But today, I got a guest again, and uh, it's one of my good friends from South Plantation, a sports um, media guy on his own as well at his uh, school FGCU, home of the Eagles, Florida Gulf Coast. And we're going to dish out some hot takes today and uh, maybe bring up some heat more, definitely more than what I watched on Skip and Shannon today. But without further delay in everybody, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, Rickerson Alexander. Rick, welcome Hello. to the show. Hello, Kayla. Hello, No everyone. problem. How's thank, it going? How's thank, it going? Thank you so much uh, for taking time out today. How you doing today? Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad to be here. I've been listening to your podcast, and I just wanted, wanted to be here before I go to college. No problem. Well, I'm, well I'm, glad, well, I'm glad you're here for the, for the intermediate short time. A lot to discuss today. Uh, I know you got your show coming back, uh, Out of Bounce. Why don't you tell the fans a little bit about it? Yeah, it's part of Eagle Radio, Out of Bounce. So um, it's a weekly podcast where we have three hosts, and we, we discuss the latest latest topics. We discuss sports. We also discuss um, sports within our school, and check it out. We'll have the link. And you, all right, make sure you send me that link. Hopefully, maybe I can be a guest on it, too. Let, right. let, let the people know, and let the people at FGCU know. <laughs> okay, Even with coming. talk is okay. Well, yeah, yeah, the newest sports media man on the market, but... I want to get to the big headlines around the world of sports, Rick, and then we're going to discuss today the NFL preseason matchup. Some guys that we like, some rookies who impressed, and guys in new uniforms that we're looking forward to see. Of course, the NBA schedule, and then, of course, the Premier League debuting Saturday. But let's start with one of the biggest headlines, and it deals with the Cleveland Browns. Had a good win on Thursday night. Very impressive debut by Maker, Baker Mayfield. Part of the headlines, but one of the biggest was after the game with head coach Hugh Jackson on Antonio Callaway playing. So most coaches in this type of situation, Rick, they would either suspend a player, find him a game check, or make him sit down for a half or two or maybe not play at all. For the consequence of Antonio Callaway, if those of you who haven't paid attention have heard about his situation where he was recently arrested with the possession of marijuana and, sus and driving with a suspended license. He, instead of either of those options, as I mentioned, Hugh Jackson decided to punish Antonio Callaway by letting him play a majority of the game. I want to read um, the quote that he mentioned, of course, to the media. I was trying to make him play the whole game if we could. 
I did not want him to come out. That was part of the consequence of what he has been through, and he knows it. That's what it was. Either you sit him or make him play. I thought it was better to make him play, make him play as long as he could. There were a couple times he kept waving to come out, and we said no to stay in. Rickerson, your reactions to the odd punishment and the comments of Hugh Jackson? I think it was very odd. You look at Hugh Jackson, a guy who went 1-31 last two seasons with the Browns, and people were saying he should get fired. Oh, he sucks. But under undeservingly so, so because look at the team he had. Look at the team he had. No way. And, like, now he inherits good players. And then he they got Antonio Keller fourth round, who, who was always in trouble at Florida, which cost him a first-round, second-round draft pick. And now he was drafted in the fourth round. But I think it's, it's very odd because it's like – Everybody else is like suspending, suspending players. You look at the Jaguars; they suspended Taylor Ramsey and Dante Fowler, and but we'll see. We'll see how it works, and we also got to wait for Hard Knocks to see what's going on there. I got. I'm really excited about episode two because not only we're going to see highlights and mic'd up players from the Browns games. Of course, we'll see the Corey Coleman situation, yeah. what goes down in practice, Greg Williams sound bites, and then I really like to see this. Maybe maybe we get to see maybe Callaway sit down with Jackson about the whole marijuana possession charge from last Sunday and, and get into that. But, I mean, it's just, to me, it, it's just part of the reasons why these people are screaming for Hugh Jackson's name and stuff like that. I mean, he does definitely do some unorthodox methods, which I kind of try not to hold against him as a supporter of his, even though I'm the fan of a division rival. You know, of course, like the Browns earning their stripes, they have to wait until they I, make I, I love roster. that, I love that. It's more college-ish, but then again, I kind of understand it. And then, of course, with this whole situation, you know, because to me, he's one of the most underrated football minds um, in coaching in general in any profession because he's held so many different positions, whether a defensive backs coach, a receivers coach, a running backs coach, you know, and he's been all around a majority of the football block from USC, from the Raiders, getting great knowledge from Al Davis and then Marvin Lewis with the Bengals and those kind of things, so... I just hope that this doesn't really make anything for the upcoming season, but do you think with the loss, with Antonio Callaway getting that opportunity, that it will hurt guys that maybe should have gotten that opportunity, maybe who's a seventh-round pick, an undrafted free agent, or just a random free agent signee? Do you think this will come back to hurt their chances of making the squad? Nah. Um, nah, I don't think so, because Antonio Callaway, he he's already had his spot. They drafted him fourth round. They traded away Corey Corn part of the reason because they believe in Antonio Callaway and he he's a superstar talent like at the college level he was a superstar until he got in trouble so and he'll he'll be their third receiver hopefully Josh Gordon is all right and then you got Jarvis Landry so I don't think so but it a guy could have had an extra opportunity and maybe make the special teams but who knows they've been they've been at training camp for a couple weeks now so they, they should be working their ass off there, too, so it, hopefully it'll be seen there. But well, I just hope it doesn't come back to bite them because then they'll then some of those players might look at, well, you know, I don't have enough highlight tape because you played Antonio most of the game where I could have gotten that opportunity. So, I mean, we'll see maybe later in Hard Knocks if it doesn't come back to bite those guys. And speaking of the receiving core from the Browns, there have been reports, obviously Des Bryant tweeted out that he's coming to Cleveland maybe chop, talk with Don Dorsey, see if a possibility for him coming with the Browns. Do you think that there could be a good spot for him if he does come to Cleveland, even though it'll be kind of late and he'll have to pick up the pick playbook quickly? How do you think Des Bryant, if he does sign with the Browns, could it be a good fit and will it work? I think I think 
they can make it work. But if people are expecting him to go on the team and be the Des Bryant of old, who had Tony Romo and then he made All Pro, great season like 2015 and 2014. stuff, 2014 before he got hurt, and then if they're expecting that, then it's not gonna happen. But he could be a he could be the third piece. He'll be above Antonio Callaway. Oh, of course, of course. And then Josh Gordon with Jarvis Landry, and it'll be those three receivers plus Antonio Callaway, four receivers, and you got three running backs, Carlos Hyde, Chubb, and Duke Johnson with Tyrod Taylor or Bacon Mayfield in the future. I think it's, I think Browns, they're looking good. They're looking very, very good. I'm just, I'm just happy to see them as, as at least no longer the NFL's punchline, the doormat, the late-night end of, of Jimmy Fallon jokes. <laughs> I, I just want to see it because personally, Rick, to me, you know, being the Steelers fan that I am and just seeing how every time you know you're going to play the Browns, it's going to be a win. It's not as competitive as I mentioned on my debut episode. I wanted to get back to the level that the Browns rivalry had when my dad was growing up watching them. Yeah. You know, back the Bernie Kosar years, the Brian Sipe years, Terry Bradshaw, and, and all those other guys. Even in the mid-90s with Belichick when he was there. And Cower, of course. So, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, if Des Bryant does not sign with the Browns, what teams do you think he should potentially be a part of and why? Mm, I'm thinking AFC South, the Houston, Houston Texans. Texans. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, back in April, he did tweet out a picture with Des Bryant in Texans 88. <laughs> yeah. It didn't come through for fruition. But, I mean, the Texans, they do have a promising team. I think definitely they have a good chance to win the AFC South and make some noise in the playoffs. But I just don't know with the dynamic. I mean, it will add great to the to the wide receiver trio. If he goes to the Browns or the Texans, we're going to see, if not, the best NFL receiving trio since, in my personal opinion, since the 91 Redskins when they had the posse with Ricky Sanders, Gary Clark, and HOF or Art Monk. But, I mean, I personally maybe see him going to either the Colts or the Jets. The Jets because, you know, he could tag team help develop Robbie Anderson, of course, the South Plantation Palin of all ours. Hopefully, Robbie, you're listening to this. Go and then <laughs> I think even with the Colts because it could help Andrew Luck get another – um, weapon to tag team with Ty, take the pressure off him in coverage. You know, I'm not expecting gangbuster type numbers, but as long as he doesn't have a Jay Cutler type season where he was a late signee and just completely trashed, but that's not what I'm hoping. So we'll see how it goes. But I, yeah. I just need him to be a part of the team. I think he should have been signed sooner, but of course you had the concerns with him in Dallas. Yeah. You know, with some of the situations whether. Um, the frustration about not getting the ball, the scuffle, the teammates, you know. He's a talented guy, just, I think, misunderstood and maybe just needs to develop better character. Yeah, and also he needs to develop route running. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that became a problem. He wasn't getting separation. Right, but, right. But I think he's, 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 I can't say he still has it because he's not that elite talent, but he's still got it to the point where he, he can be – a second best receiver on a team, or even a primary receiver on the cer- certain teams, and just ball. I mean, like I said, not expecting game buster types, but at least a development and getting back. And I think maybe with a better quarterback, a better a chance, maybe we could maybe see him kind of get back to it. I want to mention one last topic, and then we'll get to some more headlines in just a moment. It involves Aaron Donald and the potential contract situation that he has 
with the Rams. Sean McVay did speak last week and said that there has been increased dialogue between him and Donald. And, of course, ESPN and NFL.com reports that he has been working out a deal where it could work out. Do you see Aaron Donald getting the contract that he deserves with the Rams? Man, I don't know what the Rams are doing. They should have. Look, they paid Todd Gurley. They paid Brandon Cooks. They he paid Indomitian Sue, Akeem Tlaib, Marcus Peters. And, but they can't take care of the guy that was always on their team, the de- defensive player of the year last year, 11 sacks. I think, Come on. I think part of the reason why Donald is even working out is because, remember, the Rams fined him a game check over $548,000. So that's definitely, I think, part of the reason why he wants to come back. He doesn't want to lose some money as well and work out a good deal. I just don't want to see him go because this Rams team has, if not the best chance to go to the Super Bowl. In the NFC? In the NFC. Is that what you're going to say? Mm, I mean, of course you have to deal with the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. You know, you have to deal with the defending world champ Eagles, the Packers, the Giants as a dark horse team. In the AFC North, the Vikings have a legitimate chance. NFC North. I'm sorry, NFC North. I apologize. (laughs) In the NFC East, the Eagles could go back. In the NFC West, you got the Rams. Maybe... Russell Wilson could carry. I don't know. I don't see it, but maybe he can. Well, of course, carry J- don't them. don't don't sleep on Jimmy G and his 49ers now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, I, I just want to see it because I mentioned during that during the first episode, in this NFL day and age, you need not only a quarterback to carry you, you also need a quarterback on your defense. Aaron Donald is the quarterback of the defense for the Rams, just like how JJ Watt is for the Texans. Deshaun Watson is now for the Texans. Um, Starting now for Houston. Yeah. Like, like they have it there. They just need it to get it signed. If he does sign, do you think he could be the highest-paid defensive player in the league, or do you think he'll make good enough money to where maybe he doesn't need to ask the Rams right now for a new contract? I think he's looking to be the highest-paid receiver in the league. I mean, highest-paid defensive, de- defensive player in the league. And I think he wants, like, quarterback money. Quarterback but money? I think the Rams just have to get it done. Like, And, I mean, like, you're in L.A., you know, the, the the Dodgers have made big moves. Manny Machado, of course, LeBron getting his yeah. paid. The Kings signing Ilya Kovalchuk to a mega deal. He He's the only superstar of any of the L.A. teams. I'm not talking NFL-wise, but just any of the L.A. teams that have gotten paid. It's unfair. Very unfair. You know, and he's been the cornerstone of that defense, even from when they were in St. Louis. Yeah. I hope he does get paid. Um, you know, I'm expecting at least good pay, but... I don't know because, you know, Khalil Mack has to get his deal done. And, of course, we don't know the situation with him. So yeah, I know, right? So we'll take a look at that. So we'll discuss a little more headlines coming up. We have a question with the suspension of Jalen Ramsey and Dante Fowler, plus the a few other headlines with the Jets, Redskins scuffle. And then we'll talk about the NFL preseason debut. Who do we like and who are some players that need some improvement and stuff? Stay tuned. Talk is okay. We'll be right back. It's going to happen every every single time, you know. 
We was able to separate everybody and keep practicing. Everybody pretty much expects some type of deal to happen, but I mean, not to that magnitude, but something to happen. I mean, it's a little pushing and shoving or something like that. Especially when you're looking forward to playing these guys in the next couple of days. At this point, I feel like everybody's trying to get their work and get up out of here. I mean, everybody's trying to work and get better. I mean, you can't get better if everybody just every every two, three players got a push and shoving going on. Now, if it's one, you handle it, you push it to the side and keep on going, that's different. But constantly, every single player is like you're not getting better at all. You understand that you want everybody to be professional, and everybody is professional for the most part. We thank them for having us down here. We got a lot of good work, and they got a lot of good work. There's two or three instances that scuffles that we got to keep under wraps and, and play and practice the right way because they're not going to get no better fighting us. We're not going to get no better fighting them. So it's just football. Well, that was just a little clip, of course, from the altercation at Sunday's practice between the Jets and the Redskins. They got a huge clash on Thursday night special edition of ESPN's Monday Night Football. We get to hear Jason Witten debut on the mic with Sean McDonough. So I love Jason. Jason. I, I don't know how he'll replace John Gruden, Rick. I thought you know Rex Ryan had in line to, to tag team with Sean, but yeah. I don't know. But what I don't know is about this fight. It was just a crazy one as we just witnessed after Chris Thompson ran out of bounds. So Marvin Moses took a swing at a few players. Trent Williams. Trent Williams Bush. stepped in, of course. I mean, what do you think of the fight, personally? I mean, you look at joint practices. I think I think it's good. It's good because, like, you go to training camp, you're not allowed to hit certain guys. You don't want to hit your teammates like that. But then you get the other team, and you want to smack them. You want to destroy them because now it's your, your first football action, your first real hit. And you, But it's... The joint practices are good, are good for the game, and I think they're just frustrated. And I mean, it's just the grind of camp, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're into, like, the third, fourth week of camp, you know, and, and eventually, you know, you button heads with guys. It's still comp- competition, you know. But, I mean, let's just be honest. Nobody's going to get better uh, through fighting, you know. I mean, it, this isn't hockey where, where the code of the game will allow you guys to just settle your differences. But, yeah. you, I mean, you got to still – Keep your composure. Keep yourself in line because, you know, it, you don't want to lose reps. You don't want to injure yourself for something stupid over a little play. Yeah, when guys do the scuffle, I think you should just go on the field and just destroy it. Just destroy the opponent. Like DeAndre Hopkins, you remember with D'Angelo Hall? Oh, yeah. yeah Even the hard knocks <laughs> last year with the, with, the, with the Falcons a few years back, Joe Hawley, those oh, kind of guys. Man. My goodness. Hey, but like, like you said, Rick, they do make the game interesting, and I even think that it adds uh, with the pregame dope during the week because most of the time the NFL preseason was really quiet. A lot yeah. of people just want to get into it. I think they're trying to make more of a buzz as much as the summer league yeah, does in the NBA. Football doesn't have that aurora like the NBA has. So. Speaking of fights, there was a fight recently uh, in Jacksonville in good old Duval County, but it involved Jalen Ramsey and Dante Fowler getting in with a, with a player and Jalen Ramsey tweeting out, something with if you want some come get some and the reprimand of course was a suspension during the week where Ramsey and Fowler were suspended they're not going to play um in their upcoming preseason game what's your t- uh, thought on the suspension <coughs> preseason one game that they're going to play one quarter anyway possibly because it's second season second game uh I just think it doesn't really teach them a lesson if they if that's what they're really trying to do. You look at what they did last year, Leonard Fournette and the whole he was late for a photographer for a picture. Right. He was suspended for a game. So I don't think it's harsh enough. If you're gonna if you're gonna do that, then suspend them for an actual game if you really I mean I would have just fined them a game check but, personally. 
preseason where he only played one quarter anyways, that, that doesn't prove anything. A check, like you said, a game check, that, that would have actually, because guys don't want to lose money. Look at football players and their guaranteed money. They want more guaranteed money. They do not want to lose money in a sport like this. Right. So. It's very highly competitive. And, you know, I mean, these guys are very competitors. Jalen Ramsey, one of the most up-and-coming quarters in the league. Dante I think, value. I think he's a top-two corner now. I mean, week one, we get him and OBJ right off the bat. So Woo! that's going to be something interesting. Hopefully OBJ doesn't start a fight like he did with Josh Norman a few years back. <laughs> a few other quick headlines I wanted to move past because we got to get into this NFL thing. I'm itching to talk about the preseason. First off, um, of course, with the Dolphins, I will get a chance to go to practice and maybe hear something. Ryan Tannehill kicked out a rookie running back during a huddle as they were recently practicing up something. Do you think it was right of Ryan Tannehill to, to do that? Um, yeah, he's, he's the leader of the team. And it was, and it was Kalen Balazs. The rookie, and like he missed a, a blocking assignment, and he said, "Get out!" Because like we can't have these blocking assignments. You look at the Dolphins' O line; it's not really that good. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's just hard to to really um, adjust that, you know. But you know, I mean, Ryan Tannehill to me, he has to earn back the team because remember, last year he wasn't anywhere near the locker room. Of course, uh, tearing his ACL, being lost for the season. So I think I can understand the frustration. There's a lot of pressure this year on the Dolphins, so it will be um, likely to see. A few injury notes, A.J. McCarron uh, got a little bit of an injury scare. The Bills did report that he is okay after the um, incident that he had uh, with Nathan Peterman. It said it's something with his right arm during team drills. If A.J. McCarron is okay, do you think that this could be a chance for Josh Allen to start week one? Ooh. I mean, he did look good in that first preseason game. Yeah, he- he looked good. He made he made the right throws. Um, accu- the accuracy issue was still a little dare sometimes on some of the throws. That fourth down and two where he was just like trying to pull <laughs> off a little Roger Starback. I don't know back. what he was doing, but I think Nathan Peterman has a chance. Like, oh a my! Very great chance. Look, look, you look at last game. He threw more interceptions than Johnny Manziel in his CFL that debut. That was crazy. He threw five interceptions. He was a rookie last year. He threw five interceptions, and I don't know why he, he, they even started him over Tyrod. So that was a big mistake, and he just wasn't ready then. But I think in in the preseason game, game one, he, he, he was out there pretty good. I think Josh Allen is third on a depth chart, and he, he they're going to ease him into it. They're going to ease him into it. There's no rush to get Josh Allen out there like well, that. Well, how about let's just talk about the preseason right now because we had phenomenal games um, that we debuted yesterday. As I mentioned, I wanted to go back to the Browns debut. Baker Mayfield, what a game he had. I mean – He was 11 for 20, 212 yards, and a touchdown. Of course, the Browns won that game. Uh, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold even looked uh, impressive. The rookie quarterbacks in all played really well. Which quarterback impressed you um, during that first preseason? Uh, Definitely Baker Mayfield. You talk about a guy who has, like, amazing pocket awareness. He can move in, move out. I I don't want to say this, but Aaron Rodgers. Mm. I'm not saying throwing-wise, but the way he moves around <laughs> in the pocket before he throws. and then But he made an Aaron Rodgers-esque type pass on fourth down, rolling out to the right, and he hit Antonio Callaway um, there on the sideline for the catch. That was amazing. And with and the then, David and Joku touchdown. And then you look at it, it was a slant route on third down to Antonio Callaway. He put it in the right spot where Antonio Callaway could catch it and go. 
and that was the exact spot he had to play. If he was behind him, it would have been off or intercepted. If it was, if it was in front of him, he would have had to catch it, and he probably would have had to dive. But he threw it right exactly where it needed to be, and agent and then Callaway scored the touchdown. So that I'll was amazing. S- I'll say this: Baker. Um, for the very first run of his NFL career, Saquon Barkley, first carry, thirty-six yards. I mean, he was quiet afterwards. Yards. 39 yeah, yards? Yeah, it was 39. 39 right. yards? Well, yards. either way, it was just an impressive start to what I think is going to be a great career for him, breaking the Penn State jinx. And just, just I think, he, he played well. Even though it kind of slowed afterwards, he did show some signs. I even wanted to mention Josh Rosen, who I've stated how much I love him, and I think he should start over Sam Bradford. But, you know, even though it was a quiet debut, I mean, he was 6 for 13, 41 yards, didn't throw a touchdown. He made some very great plays. It wasn't the most memorable debut for Josh Rosen, but I think it's just signs of towards the progression of what he could become. I even wanted to mention my Steelers because I think, you know, the quarterback competition there is, if not one of the most underrated, because it's who's going to be the behind backup. Big Ben. Yeah. You know, you have Josh Dobbs, you know, Mason very talented, off. intelligent man from Tennessee who I think has a great future um, but Mason Rudolph what a debut he had coming in throwing a touchdown to his old college teammate James Washington the president unbelievable game where <laughs> that was the a Steelers good catch by James Washington too. That was, and that was Juju great. having the game that he had I think Moss. I think unbelievably Mason Rudolph I think could be the number two quarterback for, for, for my Steelers I think if not he he has a good shot to make the roster. I remember think. when they drafted him? Big Ben said, "I don't know why they drafted a quarterback." Basically, I mean, like, just let, like let's just be honest. I I haven't really liked Landry Jones. I didn't like him in college. Yeah, I, I, I didn't understand why the Steelers drafted him. He played well at times, but he he's not really the guy that can really take over your team so when, when your starters. He's going to be cut because they're not keeping four quarterbacks. That's that's for sure. You know, I don't, and I definitely don't want to see Josh Dobbs go. I think you know he he's not only great as a passer and as a mobility, because he still needs to develop, I have to admit. You know, he shows signs even last year during the preseason that there's some talent in there, but he just needs to be seasoned. But, you know, I just don't want to see him. He's an intelligent student, you know, 4.0 GPA at Tennessee, honors student, aerospace engineering major. You know, I don't want to miss the academic. you know you're dropped off. <laughs> well, I mean, even though he was a part of rival Tennessee, you know, I, I, just, I just said this young man is so phenomenal. He's yeah. definitely, I think, what even players, not only in the collegiate level, need to aspire to be, but also NFL superstars. You know, I mean, if he doesn't throw passes in the NFL, he can throw passes in NASA, I think, if he gets the <laughs> chance to. One player you felt was underrated that didn't get much to talk about um, during week one of the preseason. Um, uh, one player that didn't get talked about, Ryan Tannehill. My quarterback, my quarterback, he came back. And he his rapport with um, Kenny Steele's were on point, and then he was he started the game four for four, which is great. Good, good, the, good start, he's good wearing start. that knee brace, and it looks stable, and, and I, that just felt great because like we had Jay Cutler last year. And I literally regret saying that that was a good signing because of the familiarity with Adam Gase, but again, it's Jay Cutler. Yeah, I, can, I, I can no longer defend him, but. I'm going to go with Andrew Luck. I mean, his first game action in nearly two years. We're talking two years he's yeah. last snap of uh, NFL football, Rick. And, you know, even though it was short, intermediate passes, I'm definitely happy to see how Frank Wright 
offense is going. Now, their offensive line still needs support now, mind you. But I felt he came in, played great, and definitely can, can make something happen, I think, this year. He stays healthy. The Colts are going to have a good year. Good year. They're going to have a solid year, yeah. Solid see, year? You still got um, problems on the defense. Quincy Wilson, let's see if he developed. Malik Hooker, let's see if he developed. O-line, if it can gel together. They've made improvement. Quentin Nelson, they drafted Good guard from Notre Dame. I really do like Quentin him. Nelson is a beast. I wanted my Dolphins to get him. Real quick, which free agent signing were you happy to see on the field uh, during his first action? Uh, which free agent signing? I think, I would have to say with Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, really? Yeah, he didn't, like, he, he's, a, he's a good running back. He's a good running back. But, like, he didn't get his chance with San Francisco. They didn't really want him, want him back. And they picked up Jarek McKinnon, which is, which is great for them. Yeah. But I think for the Browns, I think he's, he's going to be their running back number one. And Duke Johnson's going to be their change of pace back and could catch out of the backfield. And then Nick Chubb is going to have to wait a little. But I think I think it's going to be good as add to the Browns. And the Browns should be heading towards six, seven wins. That's Even my though prediction. He played- I mean, yeah, I have to go with, with Carlos Hyde. I think, you know, it's going to be a, a backfield by committee, I think. Yeah. You know, because you have three talented guys. I mean, I still have question marks with Duke Johnson, but, you know, I still have to see his development. Two guys. I, an underrated one, Isaiah Crowell. I thought it was just a mistake for the Jets to sign him. He looks leaner. I have to say that. He looks like he's lost a couple pounds because um, I think he put on a hell of a lot of weight when he was yeah. in Cleveland. You know, he came in, caught a touchdown pass from Teddy Bridgewater, looked impressive enough. I think he's going to be good. And, of course, Kirk Cousins, you know, the NFL's newest million-dollar man. First drive came in and pow, Steph- right to right to, to Stephon Diggs. To the other money man. To the, to the five-year, $81 million deal. So, good looks on the preseason. I mean, there's still a lot of guys. I mean, Lamar Jackson, he came in, played well. I think we got a good show um, for the first preseason game. Yeah, guys getting reps, they're just going to get better. One player you look forward to the second preseason game who didn't have a good start in the first one? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, you look at the guy. They they drafted him. They traded up to the 10th pick, and they drafted him over Deshaun Watson, who was taking that 12th pick. So they said, you're the guy of the future. You're going to learn one year under Alex Smith, and you're the guy of the future. I want to see that improvement and what he learned. He, you see he's a gunslinger, but I want to see that what he learned from Alex Smith in terms of taking care of the ball. Because Alex Smith, along with Tyrod Taylor, are probably the two best in the league that are underrated, like outside of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. I'm talking about underrated quarterbacks who know how to take care of the ball. Alex Smith and um, Tyrod Taylor. So I want to see what he learned in that sense, and I want to see how he gels with his weapons with uh, like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey and of course Sammy, and Sammy Watkins. Watkins their pickup and that, hopefully Sammy Watkins have a bounce back season. I'm, I'm hyped about these these Chiefs. Let's see what Patrick Mahomes do. He's a fantasy sleeper too for all my fantasy people. Ugh, he's a fantasy sleeper. I'll see about that, Rick. Um, <laughs> it's really tough for me because there were so many guys that were underrated to me um, who didn't really get much to shine. I'm going to go for a underrated position at inside linebacker, and I think it's for the Browns again, and I'll go offense in just a moment. Carl Nassib. He really made some good plays in the first Browns preseason game. I mean, he made, he made some good tackles, you know, not, not statistic-wise anything, stats or interceptions, but he made the plays when he had to. He definitely came in, missed one blocking assignment, but I really do like his prospects, and uh, 
what he could do. I'll even go for one dude, carry on Johnson for the Lions. Oh, yeah. The young rookie running back. You know, I watched him at Auburn. You know, him and Cameron Petway. Oh, my God. He's a grinder. Rick, I'm telling you, I, I cried when, when Georgia <laughs> lost to Auburn last year. When, yeah. when we lost to them, of course, a, we beat them back, but he had a great game against them. That was I, a game he was beasting and then he got hurt? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, but honestly, though, he played, it, I mean, seven carries, 43 yards, pedestrian, but I think he, he's finally going to be the running back that the Lions have waited for a long time. Talk about the Lions. They haven't had a 100-yard rusher in over 60 games and in I, four seasons. Basically. I mean, it's disappointing, especially with Amir Abdullah, because, yeah, you know, I thought a, he would be great, you know, coming from Nebraska. He, he's, he, I think he's the odd man out here, because the Garrett Blunt still still got it. He can still run over people. And Theo Reddick can catch out of the backfield. Carry on Johnson is definitely their feature. So Amir Abdullah is... A, Odd man out to me. So, we'll see how that works for the Lions, Patricia. We'll see how that works. I think it was good. I was I was surprised Matt Patricia didn't have his hat backwards uh, for his first season <laughs> game. He looks like a cool dude. Just a cool dude on the sideline, to be honest. I, I look forward to seeing what he can do for the Lions. Well, you heard some of the early preseason predictions. Coming up next, me and Rick will discuss the NBA schedule, who we're looking forward to seeing, and most of all, some predictions on early on games and even some of our early, early, way early preseason predictions, and, of course, the Premier League. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. But before you go on this break, let's take a look back and hear some of the best moments of the first preseason action in the NFL. Unfortunately, this play was... He will make it into the end zone, but a flag down behind the line. I don't want him to, to go. He's a great guy. Barkley gets the first touch. Here we go. Saquon's first run. Barkley makes a few miss. That's why he was second overall. Out Thank you, Bob Papa. You said it. Third and four. He shows up on Baker. Mayfield with a bullet. Oh, my God. Callaway in the open. And the touchdown. I mean, this play was called back. The man in motion is curly and goes back. Well, joining me now is Patriot head coach Bill Belichick. And Coach, preseason football is not about winning or losing. Well, what do you hope to get out of the first half? Uh, we need to do pretty much everything better, just... Not good enough in any area. Standard Bill Belichick answer. It's good to see good situational football scoring at the end of the half anyway. Yeah, about 38 seconds of good football. <laughs> you had a lot to get You're going never gonna on. Get anything right. about good luck in the second half, Coach. Thank you. Right. Right. He does not shut up, Michael Bennett. Here we go. Offside play. play. And look at that's Landry. Yep. Right. And that's why. That's going to be good enough for a touchdown for Juju Smith-Schuster. Here we go, Sammy D. Nice Darnold. Sammy D. Dials it up. Caught the three-year contract extension, too, so he wants to be here for the foreseeable future. And while he's setting oh, all the records. This. Here Who's he goes. This? Wow. I did not see this during the Bengals game. I love it. I love it. I didn't see any of the highlights, but I did see this right here. Here we go, Josh Allen. Oh, look at that. Danger does Allen. He's going to run up kind of late. He's going to have some left. 
Baker. Baker. Bang! Right on the money. The first down the giant 30 hey, yard line. Sets up a third and five. He's Lamar the Jackson. Jackson. Pocket collapsing. He's Lamar got Jackson. Jackson. From Pembroke Pines. Oh, 954, dial it up. And then Baker's and Joku. Can I just say how David and Joku is one of the most underrated players of the ballgame? Another good decision by Baker Mayfield. Very they should be excited by the case. I will be able drafting out on the outside versus the linebacker. It wasn't fair. But he also did have something to say about that. On second down, I'm not sure. And Duck now throws a touchdown. Well, Kirk Cousins does love tight ends. Started from their 14, the Colts. Christian Michael. Team Griffin. Stop for a loss of a yard on the play. It's a first down for the 29. No timeouts left in the Josh Dobbs, here we go. That's a super catch. And that was Mr. President James Washington. Now, does Josh not look NFL ready for that? Ben goes down. Cordero Patterson. It's good to see him Defend in against AJ Green. Hold him too. Joe Mixon. 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 Mixon miss. And he nearly rocks in the end zone. Third down at 19. Gino Smith. Gino Smith. Airing it out. Showing off the arm. What is this? Touchdown. Who is that? Travis Benjamin or somebody? Williams and he just goes right up the middle, nearly untouched for a four-yard touchdown. And the Saints have their first lead. But I mean, Alvin Kamara is their main guy. But he's not a workhorse. He's still like a flex back. But he's gonna get some carries. Joe Staley, look at this. This was funny. Yeah, Joe Staley. Let me hear him mic'd up. I mean, he, I mean, I wish I would hear what he was seeing, you know? The NFL sideline for the first time in a decade. We were like in fifth grade, fourth grade the last time he was coaching here. I'm missing my Monday Night Football, I'll tell you that. I, I, I hoped that he would still be on ESPN when, when I got to the broadcast booth. Here we go, Josh Allen's touchdown. I mean, that was a bullet. That was a bullet. And then, you know, J.J. McLeod. I mean, that was, that's an interesting name. That's like, ha ha, put in this. Ha ha ha. Interesting in my chief years. That wasn't Sony Michelle, was it? Oh, yeah, because he's off of me. I think. 
Really? He's gonna be their odd man now. But I don't know, Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead was a beast last season. I mean, he he did he did. He, I think he started week one. <laughs> hey, Brashard Perriman. I mentioned him. He potentially get cut. I don't think so. And R, look at RG3. Because in the Hall of Fame game, he had he had that drop that led to um, RG3's first interception. It is what it is, Rick, but handsome, rugged. Unbelievable. Man, I gotta love back to football, do you not? <laughs> Wait, let's hear this one more. I gotta see this from the Vikings Broncos game. You know what's interesting? The Broncos fans want Paxton Lynch out now. He's on He was drafted what round again? First round. Exactly. 32nd pick. The reason why he's still on the team because there's a first round draft pick and they don't want to look that good. So they're going to give him a chance to. Isaiah McKenzie, UGA Bulldog, baby! Last year he had some drop issues. So, but hey, hey that, give, he's, give, he's, give he's him back. credit. He's developing. Hey, at Georgia, he was phenomenal. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, not fully phenomenal, but he was good enough. And then this backup quarterback for the Chiefs. Man, gotta love back to football. Gotta love back to football. But let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Talk is Okay, Lowe's. Switching schedules now from the NFL to the NBA. Last Friday at 4 p.m., the NBA season got started. I'm quoting Travis Scott and 2 Chains right there. The 4 p.m. though. But it was good anyway because the NBA schedule came out, Rick. We got some exciting matchups. Already right off the bat, opening night, a potentiality of the Eastern Conference Finals preview, which could happen this year, the Celtics and the 76ers. And then the Warriors play the Thunder on opening night. Of course, the Warriors getting their championship banner raised. Yeah, in front of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> well, hopefully Russ gets a good chance. Hopefully with Carmelo out, it'll give him the chance like how CP3 and James Harden almost did it last year. But now they got Carmelo, so we'll talk about that in just a moment. Out of all the um, games that we saw, Christmas Day schedule, NBA schedule, which games are you most looking forward to for this upcoming season? There's only one game. I'm looking forward to Lakers versus... Warriors on Christmas Day on or MLK Christmas Day, Day or just Christmas any Day. any of the matchups this year? Not, especially on Christmas Day. You look at LeBron. Last year he said maybe he doesn't like to play in Christmas days like that. Mm -hmm. But he's LeBron. He's the biggest attraction. He's probably the, ma the main American attraction. American sports right. biggest attraction. So now you look at that versus the Warriors. You want to see how would that go? You got some people. I, I'm not saying me. Some people thinking the Lakers could get to the Western Conference Finals. And I'm like, uh, hold off. We got, we got to see still, how they still got a year away of together. development. I mean, I still see Houston in there. Minnesota, if they could stay healthy and consistent too, their defense looks much better. Um, I don't know. They having some issues internally. You know, I, I think Jimmy Butler can easily get it resolved. And if he doesn't, I mean, I would like to see him go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Ooh. You know, speaking speaking of those 76ers. They play the Celtics. Yep. Get yeah. right off the bat. I think that's gonna be. That's gonna be the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe the rap. Maybe if Kawhi, if Kawhi's willing to like um, grind out this year and like actually give it his all, maybe he's trying to survive this year. Maybe he wants to give it his all. I, I don't want to think. I don't want to think he completely he tanks. Because they made an upgrade. 
DeMar DeRozan is a playoff choker. I love, I love DeMar. I love DeMar. But, I mean, he for Kyle chokes. Lowry, though, I mean, he he, Kyle, Kyle still doesn't do well in the playoffs either. He chokes it. But last year, DeMar DeRozan still choked. Kyle Lowry did, did better. Kawhi Leonard, oh, my gosh. Before he got hurt, before Zaza Pachip shot took him out, game one, oh, my <laughs> God. He was beasting. And the, what, the, he was. The Spurs were up 20, 25? What? It was, I think people forgot how good Kawhi is. I think because he hasn't played much since his injury, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I have to admit, some of these games are good. An underrated game that I like, the Christmas Day schedule game, two of them, actually one of them um, an MLK game, uh, the the Blazers and the Jazz. That's a good matchup, I think. Uh, that's a random matchup. <laughs> but, I mean, Rick, come on. Let's just be honest. You got to see Donovan Mitchell, who I think is a, is a, is a good up-and-coming superstar. I mean, the Jazz will be there in a few years, time, I believe. What time is that game going to be on? It's going to be a late-night 10.30 game. But, but I mean, you get you get the Lakers-Warriors on at 8 o'clock, and that's a West Coast game still. I think we're just going to be liking the um, Lakers-Warriors. And then, of course, the Dame, Damian Lillard. The Trailblazers could miss the playoffs. I think so, too. We'll get into that um, early uh, Western Conference prediction in just a moment. But an MLK game I'm looking forward to, Rockets 76ers. A potential preview of the finals. Hopefully, if the Rockets, because I, I will say this to everybody and to every Warriors fan, if you did not hurt Chris Paul, because you always do this even with what Rick mentioned with Kawhi Leonard getting hurt. You hurt players because you know you can't beat them when they're there. Chris Paul is your kryptonite. You, if you didn't hurt him, you would have been out. But, yep. And they had a chance game seven even without him. But, but they decided but two, to miss 27 straight threes. Well, so hopefully Mike D'Antoni. They've locked up defense now. And they do it. I'm really looking forward to this schedule. But they right? lost Mbappe, Mute, and um, Trevor Ariza. Well, Trevor Ariza wanted money. Yeah, and they gained Carmelo, who's who's an isolation player, non-defensive player. And I mean, he so, does have tendencies to hold on to the ball too long. We're gonna just see how it works. There's three guys that like to hold on to the ball, but two of them could pass. They could pass. They're elite. Passes, I mean, CP3 like, got back to the CP3 that I used to have playing NBA Live 08 and back in the Hornets years. So. I'm happy to see that CP3 come back than, than his days in L.A. where he was trying to do too much. So I think that's looking forward to a, that, Rick. A game I'm mad at it didn't put on any of the days, like Christmas or um, MLK, it should have been Raptors versus Spurs. Oh, that, that, I, I, is I, that going to be a nationally televised game? I, I think it's going to be televised, nationally televised, but it's not going to be like, on a special day. Like Christmas, have that on Christmas, cool. that would have been epic. I would have liked to see um, one of the games, in my opinion, get nationally televised on either of the days, maybe a St. Patrick's Day game or something. The Timberwolves and Nuggets game, because last year it came down to the wire between those two teams. I mean, think about it, Rick. We won't get to see the Raptors, Spurs, and this first one is in San Antonio. So, oh, New Year, um, January 3rd, 2019. I'll I'll see if this game, if, if my laptop will load up. But... I mean, yeah, it came down to the wire between those two teams. A lot of people forget how underrated and how good this Nuggets team is. The last two years, they've been one game away from going to the playoffs. You know, and it's, and it's been paying me because the last time the Nuggets went to the playoffs, we were freshmen back at South. And I infamously stated that was the playoff game that made Steph Curry the superstar that he is because the Nuggets were up two games to none. And we had a chance, if not that year, we were the third best team in the West. 
had a chance. If not, maybe. I'm not saying we would have gone to the finals, but at least maybe a Western Conference final or maybe. Don't mention that name, please. Andre Iguodala. <laughs> and then he went to the Warriors next year. <laughs> Traitor! But forgive and forget because we have a better team now. <laughs> he was only with you guys for what, like two years? For, for like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. A year so, and a half. So. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of the NBA, no well, the well, the schedule looks good. Interesting games this year. Any early predictions, Rick, with how the way that the West and the East could play out this year? What teams do you see first off who made the playoffs last year that don't get in this year? Uh, who made the playoffs last year and don't get in this year? The Trailblazers are out. They are out. Um, Inter Lakers. I think Nuggets are in. I think as either the seventh or eighth seed. This is tough. It's tough because it's, it's a t- good ten. I don't 10. see New Orleans getting in oh, honestly no. this year. Anthony Davis MVP form, MVP type player. Oh man, I mean he he did great last year, but no boogie. It, it's gonna be but tough. Look, they played they played better down the stretch without boogie when they added Meritage and put Anthony Davis at the five. Mm-hmm. I think they played actually better, but the biggest loss is probably Rondo. Rondo and, true. And, and I mean they still have seven. Drew Holiday still. Yeah, Drew Holiday outplayed. Um, Damian Lillard last year. He made up his bitch. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, Excuse no, Rick. It, it's, it's fine. But, I mean, he did play him like a fiddle. I, I will give credit <laughs> to that. Um, I think I see a, a team out in the East not making it this year. For some reason or another, I don't see the Wizards going back to the playoffs. Ooh. I know it's a way out of bounds prediction, but let's just be honest. Dwight Howard being their main attraction free agent. This isn't the, the Dwight Howard from our elementary school years yeah. who was on McDonald's commercial and getting buckets and uh, the defensive player of the year. Three times. You know, candidate. This, I don't know. I mean, yes, they have Bradley Beal and John Wall, but. Last year, they played 41 games without John Wall. They went 20 and 21. I think John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, and Dwight Howard, who, who's, who's a, he's a solid defender now. Not an elite defender, but a solid defender. He's still a, g- a good rebounder. He can average 10, 10 to 13. But I think, especially the, how the East is looking, it's, it's trash. The East is trash. It's top I mean, heavy. I, it's I, still, top heavy, I, st- I mean, of course, you still have, like, Milwaukee, Indiana getting in. I see Detroit, if they can, Detroit. If they can get something going. Because, like, I see something there. There's potential with Blake Griffin there. Andre Drummond, of course, your stalwart. And then Dwayne Casey coming in. He's going to bring structure on offense and, of course, good structure on defense. That's what he left in Toronto, yeah. which I think will carry over. I see the Pistons maybe making the seventh seed. I see, believe it or not, the Charlotte Hornets actually making the playoffs. I know, I know it's crazy, but, Rick, hear me out. Hear me out. You get good veteranship with Tony Parker. Uh, you know, you still have Kemba Walker there, who I think is the most underrated player in the league, only because the Hornets haven't been a playoff team. But... I see something there in, in Charlotte. There's okay. something there. I, I don't know, Rick, but I just have a gut feeling. I, I just want to see this team do something. I don't think Tony Parker is an impact player like he like he was, was in San Antonio. You see, last year they gave a spot to DeJounte Murray. So there's that. But uh, I just don't see with the Hornets. I'm sorry. I see, believe it or not, the Spurs out of the playoffs. I know it sounds crazy, okay, but, no, no. but but listen, I look, no look, Rick, I think it's time the Greg Popovich dynasty era, whatever you want to call it, the empire is dying. This great dynasty from the 90s to now this decade, all do- good things have to come to an end, Rick. And I think that Greg Popovich, 
the reason I say this is because I look at it from this perspective. You look at the players that Greg Popovich has had previously. Quiet guys, if it wasn't Kawhi Leonard, Tim Duncan, the Admiral David Robinson, Tony Parker, Manjulabu, Ginobili. Not really guys that are vocal like a LeBron, like a KD. Not flashy guys, but they're a cohesive unit team that get it done. To have DeMar DeRozan come in, now I know DeMar can be quiet at times and stuff like that. But, you know, you have a bit of tempers flare, of course, LaMarcus Aldridge not being used to his max potential in San Antonio. So there is some vocality there. I, I just think even with Greg Popovich, you know, I for some reason see him retiring before the end of this decade. I think, you know, that his time has come. He's a great coach, no doubt, first ballot Hall of Famer, but I don't know, especially losing his wife. Of course, I give my condolences to him. I hope he's doing well. I just don't know. I just okay. don't know. The Spurs are going to make the playoffs. I'm going to tell you why. They were a seventh seed without Kawhi. Kawhi playing nine games. He was out majority of the season. That's all of the season, basically. Now, their hands were tied. I agree. If, if Kawhi, if he was happy and he stayed there, it would have been good. It would have been, they would have bounced back to the top upper echelon of, of the West. But they, their hands were tied. So they had to trade for an all-star in DeMar DeRozan. They downgraded, but... It's better than losing Kawhi for nothing, and they did the best that they could for right now because they still want to compete with. Because Greg Popovich, he got a good, I say he got a good three years left in him. Maybe he retired after the 2020 Team USA basketball campaign, the Olympic campaign. So maybe he retired after that. But they want to stay competitive. They could have taken a, they could have went to the Lakers and tried to get Josh Hart or Kyle Kuzma for the future. Maybe Brandon Ingram try to pry them out of that. I mean, they still but have, they, they still compete. have good Martin future. Mario Rosen is an All Star, so I think. They're going to be a, I think they're going to be a top five team. I mean, I think Greg Popovich can even build a player for the future, as you mentioned, Donnie Walker from the U. You yeah. know, I think he, he could be a Deshante good guy. Dante Murray, Brent Forbes, and you got Jacob Pertle, who they just picked up. So I think with the best coach in the league, the Spurs, they're going to be top Well, I think five, the, one four, of the best five, coaches of all time, period. Four, I, I think he's the GOAT. Even, even higher than Phil Jackson in that legendary triangle. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I, I downgrade him now because of his stint with the Knicks, but... <laughs> I know, right? You know, that you, was just awful. That I mean, sleeping in the press conference, oh but... I mean, let's just be honest. They're just the dumpster fire of the NBA. Them and the Kings shares um, something. Ineptitude and mediocrity. He drafted, they drafted Porzingis, and then the next, the next offseason, they basically... Porzingis' brother, they were talking to him and how Porzingis didn't want to meet meet with them because they, they were talking badly about him. But I what a, hope the Knicks regime find find something. I mean, I mean, my parents are Knicks fans. I'm, you know, as loyal as they are. Unfortunately, I'm not a Knicks fan. I got to give them credit, but we'll see how that goes. One quick thing, Rick, you mentioned my Nuggets going to the playoffs. Do you see any other teams that who didn't make the playoffs who were close last year get in this year? Uh, for both conferences? Either conference. I see Pistons in, Cleveland out for the East. Really? You don't see Detroit or Cleveland making no, it? No, Pistons in for the playoffs. Uh-huh, Cleveland, Cleveland out for the playoffs. I don't and know. With the Like you mentioned, the East being weak, I, I could see them sneak in maybe eighth seed. I mean, forbidding how Dante Sexton plays. Yeah, and in the West, I see Lakers in. I'm going to start with Lakers in, Trailblazers out. The Nuggets in, and it's going to be very tough. I can't even give it a I second. I mean, the Pelicans, out. I think, out. Be, the Pelicans, out. So, I think the Lakers and Nuggets are in, and you got Trailblazers out. 
I can't even get a second one. We'll just see. I have. I. I mean, like I said, I see San Antonio out. Believe it or not, I may sound crazy for this, but I actually do see Dallas getting back into the playoffs. Dirk Nowitzki's last year, they added DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith Jr. Rick. I mean, if not for Oladipo, could have been the slam dunk champion of the All Star game. I see it. I mean, Rick Carlisle is still a good coach. No I know. Way. I know it sounds bad. I want to see dirt. I want to see dirt go out in the best of ways. One more playoff. We do, but right. I mean, he know. has the championship now. We kind of sounded, but I mean, one more good we old all year of dirt. See it, Come on! No way in a tough Western Conference, a DeAndre Jordan as your best pick of offseason gets you to the playoffs. No way. I'm sorry. Hopefully, Dirk. He's a I top twenty all time NBA player. He's six all time in scoring. Mm-hmm. So. I just hopefully he has a good season and he has fun, but no playoffs coming to that team. I apologize for any Mavericks fan. Listening. Well, well, sorry, Dallas. I guess I'm the only um, guy who could support it. Um, <laughs> lastly, any any bold um, preseason predictions? Any NBA Finals predictions? MVP, League Awards? Oh, bold predictions. Mm, ben Simmons, All NBA thirteen. All NBA thirteen. Wow. I say I say two things. The finals. I still have it from what I thought was going to happen last year. Rockets Celtics. I still can see it happening if Carmelo plays well. And that's not really bold, but yeah. So I, I still see yeah, it happening. A bold prediction. I'm going to say, and I mentioned this on my first episode. Forbidding he's healthy, he scores threes and gets buckets. Joel Embiid for league MVP. I know it sounds crazy, but the reason I put him in that conversation is because his 76ers team is good. Yeah. You know, and I, and I know the last center to do it was Shaq back in 99-2000. But I think, I mean, first off, I mean, I've been seeing him on Instagram. He's been playing soccer in Maroon. Seemed like he's working on his mm-hmm. footwork pretty well. Uh, and I know he's been, you know, schooling people in Philadelphia locally. Yeah. I, th- I think just other than dominating the pain in the perimeter, get your threes going. Get the stats gurus loving it, and you'll win it. Yeah. You know, I even could see maybe James Harden maybe going back-to-back. Back-to-back? You think he should have... I think LeBron could win MVP. I mean, the reason he didn't win last year is because the Rockets won, what, 15? And not even that, because James Harden has been sheeted of the NBA MVPs for, for the past two times out of the last three years, with Curry winning his first one, and of course... The year where Russ had gangbuster numbers, but I felt it should have been a split really between say, the two. I really can't say the Curry one because... Curry's first? Come no, no, on. No, 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 no. I can't say, like, James Harden was... Um, robbed? Robbed. Of the, the two out of the three MVPs? For the Curry year. Because, like, the Warriors were the first seed. They came out of nowhere. But that year, what the Rockets were the seventh seed in, like... Three days before the season ended, and they jumped to the second seed. You remember that crazy year where all? Oh the yeah, they did. Up? They did. So it wasn't like they're the second seed. No, but like James but. Harden had like um, way better stats, fifty point games. He had, I think, the most fifty point games in a season, and those kind of things. And I mean, that Rockets team was really, I think, personally better yeah. than that Warriors team. He lost to um, Curry because of wins. He didn't have enough wins, and he lost to Westbrook because of stats. Because of stats, and he had to win. So that's so I see why, because like. He lost two different reasons. Which one? Which one are you guys? And, but then this year more? he finally got it. This year he finally got it. I because he had the wins and the stats. Even though LeBron had better stats, he got the win 
wins and the stats. So because won, I think because of highlight games. reels and after the press finally released it. Yeah, so, so that's it. All right, Rick, well, you know, the NBA season, it, I mean, we're in August, but it will be right around the corner soon. So yeah, we, we got plenty of things to look forward to. So we're going to finish up our last segment coming up with the Premier League debut. What do we like? from the opening time, and even Rick can put in his bold predictions, why he has Manchester City repeating as Premier League champs. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our closing topic. Man, Rick, I mean, honestly, I'm happy that D-Wade's not going to China, even though <laughs> Steph Marbury I been. Con- convinced him. I mean, Steph Marbury's the LeBron James and the MJ in China. I would have actually cried if he went to China. Not kind of I mean, his son's in American Heritage now, so he can't really... Uh, yeah, he was... His son was there his eighth grade year, mm-hmm. and then he went to Chicago, and then, and then, he, went, came, and then he came back. back. So, I, I just yeah. hope Pat Riley doesn't take too long to offer him. I know, and I hope you do. I hope they have a, a farewell together. If they retire Both his jersey, retire should it should it be in the Miami Vice jersey? No. What? He didn't create his legacy in the Vice jersey. Yeah, he did fun. create it in the original, but remember, <laughs> remember when that jersey came out, it fell sold out. I tried to it get an automatic. Real quick. And honestly, I thought getting Yeezys were harder. That jersey <laughs> is as hard to get. I got a shirt. Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel good about the shirt, but I wanted that jersey so badly, but it sold out as soon as I went on the app. As soon as I realized that they said it was on sale. Man, man. Bruce Bowen, he got fired recently off of the Kawhi Leonard Stadiums. I mean, honestly, I know he's a legendary spur, and I know it kind of it downgrades him, but there's certain Yeah, I think they're trying to make a push for Kawhi because he says he wants to be in LA. Everybody thinks he's going to LA regardless, whether it's the Lakers or the Clippers. People say he's. I don't see him going to the Clippers though. They're in a full rebuild. I don't think everybody understands that. But what um, Yahoo were reporting, like the people of Yahoo, they said that Kawhi's not attracted by LeBron and his stardom. He just want to be like he's a he's a quiet guy. Because a quiet guy just wants to get paid well in a bigger market. I mean, I don't blame him, but I would rather see him go to a team like my Nuggets or maybe go to a star star team potentially maybe in Brooklyn. I know they're, they're god-awful, but it's better, it's better than, than Doc Rivers there because I still have him leaving the Clippers within the next year. So. What about Philadelphia or New York? Not the Knicks. Please, God, not the Knicks. Why not? Because they're an organizational dumpster fire. They got a new regime. David Fisdale's in that as their coach, too. But I'm really worried because you know, Nick, they, you know this, Rick. Every time they manage to get a big-name coach or something, there's something that James Nolan and that front office does that uh, always... That man is trash. He, he's one of the worst owners in sports. People complain about Daniel Snyder, Jed York, or Terry Pagula. He, he is just the epitome of bad ownership. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I... Like I said, I, I really hope my mom and dad don't suffer. Even my dad watching the Knicks now, if there's anything that maybe he could touch up, t- talking up with God with, with with mentioning, you know, please let my Knicks win a championship. And there's also Kyrie and Jimmy Butler. So. Kyrie, though, I think he's fine in Boston. Yeah, Jimmy fine. Butler, I don't know, man. I mean, 49ers getting out for Morris, that's pretty good news. You know the Seahawks and the Raiders game got moved to Wembley today? The NFL just announced it. Wow. I think that's interesting. I mean, I'm surprised 
I mean, the NFL's trying to move the game globally. That's a great move. I thought the Jaguars were going to end up being the London Jaguars. The London, oh man. I don't know if the NFL can ever expand that too far away. Yeah, it would be. I mean, I would like to maybe see an NFL team, maybe in Canada. I know CFL has their own league, but I don't know. It, it just Buffalo can just go north. <laughs> I mean, I remember when they used to play the Toronto games a lot, and now they don't. They don't. Wow, Roquan Smith just got his deal. Congratulations, Roquan. How much guaranteed? I'm going to look at that in just a minute. Yo, I wanted to offer to draft Roquan Smith. That was, I wanted Roquan, to... Roquan, yeah, I loved him. I loved I him. I wanted him to... I wanted him to trade up so badly. I was surprised, though, that Raquan Smith got more love out of Georgia than Lorenzo Carter did. Because I thought Lorenzo was, if not the best linebacker, defensive end pro- prospect to come out of UGA. Raquan Smith, he got speed. No, he does. Speed he does. Speed, and you need a tackle guy. It's he, going to he's be... Gonna be a, he's my defensive rookie of year. Raquan? Yep. I see Minka Fitzpatrick, honestly. I mean, you know, it's weird for me to mention an Alabama guy, but, you know, yeah... Yeah, I mean, six and a half snacks, 137 tackles. They haven't really much mentioned on the deal, but we get to see his preseason debut when they play the Broncos on Saturday. Oh. In Denver. Wow. Yes. Let's go, go. Let's go. Let's see Matt Nagy and uh, Saquon Barkley. Good thing his oh, leg is doing fine. I, I still don't like Mitchell Trubisky. I, I, I mean, first Where off. Drafted again? From University of North Carolina. Now, Basketball school. Yeah, I know. I'm, I know. But they like Second pick. Which was should have been Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson went twelve. It's okay. It's it's it is what it is. We'll we'll see how it is. They just mentioned it. The terms Ian Rappaport reported it, so Yeah, man, good day for some good weather. Man, I just can't wait for football season to start. College football's right around the corner, Rick. I know it's gonna be a while because I know FGCU doesn't have their football, but then college basketball. Right. I mean, you just can drive up north, go to the UCF game or USF game. So that's true. I can't wait for this year. UCF. The national that's champions, <laughs> Alabama. I hope you're hearing this. But don't worry, Georgia will get it this year. Thirty-eight years in waiting. Maybe once I get there in the spring, I'll be celebrating. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Hey. I hope they play. I hope they play in the Orange Bowl most likely because I was gonna plan to get tickets if they played in the Sugar Bowl, but of course they were in Pasadena playing Oklahoma. So, yeah. you know what I even found interesting? Even after that game, you know, of course with the first episode of Hard Knocks, Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb are roommates. How ironic is that? You play in the Rose Bowl and now you're roommates. How, how savage! I hope Nick Chubb is maybe giving Baker heck a little bit still about it. I mean, I, I love Baker Mayfield, and especially um, coming from the program of Oklahoma, he'll, he'll make, he'll, he'll do, do the Sooners proud, you know. I, I hope maybe Sam Bradford can still make a name for it, for him there, but um, you know. You know they recently just got signed by Jordan uh, to be sponsored? It's pretty cool. Yeah, that would that, be very cool. I want to see, I wanna see a, a limited edition Jordan by, by Oklahoma, maybe a four like the motorsports you're wearing right now. Yeah, you know they're Jordans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey man, I'm a sneakerhead too, so I love it. I hope. I mean, they recently had a thing on Instagram where they had like all the Jordans one through 32 in like their halls next to all the Heisman trophies and all that. So 
Lincoln Riley's a great coach. I, I think they have a good chance to repeat as Big 12 champions. College football playoff, I don't know, but I just think they have to just watch out because, you know, the Big 12 looks really competitive this year. Texas, yeah. West Virginia. You can't count out the Oklahoma State Cowboys, even though Mesa Rudolph will be missed. Man, just I, I just I just want all this pregame dope to stop. We gotta get back into football. We gotta get back into football. One last thing to close it out uh, for talking to Kalo. Johnny Manziel. He he surprisingly got a chance to start with the Montreal Alouettes on Saturday again. It was a loss to the Ottawa Red Blacks. The team's one and seven right now, but very interesting. Uh, game that he had. He didn't throw four interceptions, thank goodness. Uh, he was uh, 16 of 24 for 168 yards, had some good rushing. He did get a touchdown, even though it fumbled at the goal line, but Rick, what did you think of Johnny Menzel's uh, Montreal retake? It's crazy, because Johnny Menzel has me watching the CFL. I'm not a CFL fan. I mean, me neither. I haven't paid attention to the CFL since the NFL used to have it on there with the NFL Europe and the Arena League. I'm so. sorry, but I don't know why their goal post is in front of the goal line. That's still on that's, that's, that's NFL 70s. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Johnny Mansell is watching CFL. I think from the first performance where he threw four interceptions. I mean, that was just was bad, bad juju overall because he yeah. was playing his ex-team, the Hamilton Tigercats. Yeah, I know. And then the second game, he looked pretty good. He didn't throw... He almost had that rushing touchdown, and then he fumbled. We thought he, he, had, he had that little concussion. Yeah, we thought that he had came back. He came back in. He didn't throw any interceptions, any touchdowns, but he was he was accurate and he got some yards. I think 165. I'm surprised at the progression because remember what I said in the first episode how Montreal needed to bench him yeah. and get him time acclimated. I mean, the team's one and seven. They're really not in contention for the Grey Cup, but I know you see, that whole line is terrible. And, and, you, and, you know, people complain here in Miami about the Dolphins. Go look at what they have in Montreal. <laughs> like, well, I, like I said, the Canadians are all they care about up there. Yeah. So what people won't see when they see John Mendo doing interceptions is how O-line breakdown teams, you say one seven. They, they're, they're terrible. But he draws a lot of fans and a lot of attraction for a team that's terrible. So I think... It works out that way, but he's he's also still a good CFL quarterback. We we don't know if he could make an NFL return. We honestly don't know. Like I say, I give him credit to to compare to some other guys that are not playing. You know, I mean, like for example, Colin Kaepernick. Of course, I know his reasons, but I still want to see him play somewhat, keeping himself in shape. (laughs) You know, Um, you know, there are other guys that just wait for that phone call that never get there. The CFL, to me, is a very underrated place. And mind you, it's producing great superstars. Ricky Williams. I mean, Warren Moon. Look at him. He's a Hall of Famer. Doug Flutie. You know, I I know being in Montreal that it has sort of like the bad outtake because we've seen Chad Johnson try to come back through it, Michael Sam, and it didn't work out for either of those guys. So I know maybe going to Montreal has me having a little breath scare because they're not really a good CFL team. Montreal doesn't really care. Um about it, unless you're wearing the blue long rouge um, on, at the Bell Center, but I mean, I mean, if he can maybe make Montreal like football, maybe it might be good for, for them, because between you and me, Rick, I'm not sure if you're following the NHL, but Canadians are not doing anything in that division. <laughs> I have the Panthers even playing better than My Montreal. Yep, yeah, yeah, hopefully the division will be great. I'm looking forward to the Leafs, but that's another conversation for another day. Alright, Premier League, up next. 
fact that he wanted to commit himself, given the armband, trusted by two stars in his opening day game. Well, that was just a little clip from the Premier League. I just saw Pogba score the goal. Um, that was part of Manchester United's win against Leicester City. Premier League kicked off amazingly. Arsenal finished their, their game to close it out with my boy Mohamed Salah scoring the long goal in Arsenal's win. Rick recently tweeted out something with regards to the Premier League and who he had uh, as the standings went out. He sees Manchester United going back-to-back winning, I mean, Manchester City, my apologies, yeah. Manchester City, correct, Rick? Yeah, and maybe that's just the United fan in me, but he sees Manchester City repeating back-to-back in the titles. I know this might be some craziness for fans to hear, but I just don't see the buzz with them going back-to-back. I had them actually finishing, not really last place, but Leicester City having a better record than them, and saw maybe United getting the 14th title, but... Um, well, we're going to get into that right now. So, Rick, your opening thoughts this weekend on the Premier League debut on Sunday, on Saturday and Sunday. I think, well, I have City repeating for obvious reasons. They were, they retain the same team, but they have manager Pep Guardiola. That man's a beast. That's he is. He is. I have to admit, he has a great coaching prowess there, too. Yeah, his tactics are amazing. And they added Riyad Mahrez from Leicester City. So, that they've actually improved there in terms of depth. But I don't see any team... Getting their way, I think Liverpool is the second. This is the second best team. Liverpool with with Mo Salah. With Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool with Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Roberto Firmino. Last season, I mean, thirty-two goals his first year in the Premier League. Yeah. What what a way to get it started! What a way and to get it started. Added, talk about you remember Loris carries from the Champions League and all those mistakes against Real Madrid. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. They they picked up Alison Becker. Um, Alisson, um, Keita, Shakiri, and um, Fabinho. So they should improve in that sense. I think they're going to be the second best team, and they, they could make a run for that first. I mean, hey, Mohamed Salah, he was, to me, an underrated player going into the World Cup. Obviously, the team on Egypt wasn't as talented, but I was looking forward to seeing him in his first uh, worldwide, I want to say, uh, debut. I really do like it. I mean... I still have Manchester United still creeping up in there, of course. I think if they just prove offensively and defensively um, on their sides of the ball. I mean, because David De Gea really kept that team in a lot of games last year. Yeah. You know, he was their backbone, you know, goalkeeper of the year, in my opinion. Um, you know, so I really do think that Manchester United, they just have to make sure to try to take the pressure off him in order for them to compete this year. Yeah, I think the problem Manchester United is Jose Mourinho's tactics. He he loves to sit, just sit and wait. He loves to give the team possession. He loves to defend deep and then try to counterattack. But now you end up with teams with 60 percent possession, sixty four percent percent possessions, and they only get like 30, 40. So like they're not trying to score goals. They're trying to stop the. The other teams, and it's that boring tactic that fans don't really like because you just sit there and park the bus the entire time. They want players like Pogba, they want players like Alexei Sanchez yeah, and Juan Mata, you know, Andreas Pereira, you know, great and Jesse Lingard. Yeah, I mean, they have offensive talents, and I have to admit, this is why the fans, even though um, they played well against Leicester City 2 to 1 on Friday, I, I stayed up watching that game. 
You're right, Rick. And, you know, it's just part of the reason why I think that th things have to potentially change. I don't want to see Jose Mourinho gone, but I think maybe maybe a little flesh and blood in terms of the organization. You're right. He does like to sit and wait with players and tactics in terms of the game. <laughs> but, you know, he, he he just has talent and he needs to utilize him more. Yeah, especially uh, Pogba, who is now captain. Captain Paul Pogba. Hey, he scored on that penalty kick. I played the clip of that. That was a great game. What game did you like on, on Saturday or Sunday with uh, the Premier League debut? I definitely loved Man City, Man City versus Arsenal. Two top six teams. We got to see um, the new manager, Arsene Wagner. Wagner, he's out after 20 plus years. Right. We got to see the champions play, and it was a good game. Yeah. I think Man City will finish first, and Arsenal will finish fifth or sixth. I, I got them out of the top four, but they picked up um, Aubameyang. They got him um, last year, and now he's going to have a full season. He could probably make a run for a golden boot. They still have Lacazette, and they still have Mesut Ozil, who's, who's very underrated. And, like, I know, like, Germany and how they have racism, racism, <laughs> racism politics. So mm -hmm. he quit from there. And I think he's going to be a good pick. He's going to be not a good pickup. He's already there. But I think they're going to be good. Top five, top six good mm -hmm. still. But I, I don't see him in the upper echelon, especially with a new manager. Team got to get together and actually play. And We'll see. Anything happened, though. We saw what happened with Leicester, Leicester City. You know, a team that I actually have as an underdog a little bit, especially because I like the player in the World Cup who really shocked a lot of people other than Kylian Mbappe, my man from Tottenham, Harry Kane. You know, and I mean, Liverpool, I mean, Leicester, I mean, uh, <laughs> my mistake with the team that he's playing for in Tottenham, Tottenham. Yeah. For some reason, I'm just looking back at the standings right now. I know it's early Liverpool right now. Um, is tied in a in a long way with Manchester City, Watford, United, Tottenham. As I mentioned, it's a one to eight tie right now. But Harry Kane, I think, you know, he has a good chance. I think for the Golden Boot, maybe. Yeah, he won it two the last three years, so he's a goal scorer. Mm -hmm. And people don't really say he's that elite talent. When you, when you talk about Harry Kane, you say, oh, he scores goals, but you're not you're not saying, oh, Harry Kane, he's a beast. It's because he doesn't dribble. People are attracted to people that can dribble or whatever. He just always gets in the right space, always finds the ball as a striker should do, and he scores, which is what you want for a striker. But I think the problem with Tottenham, they didn't make a single signing this year. Which is surprising. They, I mean, they they have a lot of... They spent zero but I think it's just because of their cap space. I think they're one of the teams that are hurt by the salary cap a little bit in, in the Premier League. You know, a lot of a lot of teams like to sign a lot of players, Rick. I mean, that's that could be the death of it. Or, you know, there, there wasn't that much cream of the crop out there. You know, I mean, Mauricio Pacento, he, I think he just likes the team that he has right now. And I think, I mean, they were they were on the verge last year. A lot of people didn't realize because of their record yeah. and stuff. But they were on the verge of potentially winning one. I don't know, Man City, they had a lead over um, Man U. I think they beat them by 19 points, which is an unprecedented mark for, and they scored 100 points. That, that was an epic season. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I just look at their team. I mean, Toby Alderweilder. I mean, Jan Vertonghen, Eric Lamea. They have some great um, defenders and some midfielders there. Eric Dare, uh, Hugo Loris, who I think is a. Uh, 
is at least maybe in the top 10, top 15 when you talk about goalkeepers well, in the Premier League. Top like, 10 for sure. Top like, 10. In the Premier League, I would be top five, but... <laughs> you know, compared with La Liga or yeah, anything yeah. else, it, it's kind of tough to put him in. Chelsea FC, they've been a team that I think a lot of people maybe have as going up there other than Manchester City. Because you look at some of their guys, like they have William and Alvaro Morata, Ross Berkeley, you know, just a few other guys. I mean, Chelsea yeah. FC right now, they could make a pretty good case for They them. picked up Kovacic from Real Madrid and they picked up Jorginho. And, but they lost Courtois because he wanted out and he wanted to go to Madrid. Right. So um, they sold him to Madrid and they got Kovacic in the process. So that midfield has improved so much, but they just need to get that attack going. I want to see Hazard score more goals. I'm Rick Scott, and I approve this message. You pay for Medicare. I want to see Hazard score more goals, and Nicole, and Bola Conte has, is an advanced position now. I want to see him um, score more. He scored, he scored one goal. He mm-hmm. scored in their first game. Mm-hmm. After scoring one, after scoring two in the last two years total. So I want to see that. We see William, he's turned 30. I want to see that attack get really going. So, so far, your so far your preseason predictions are right. Make sure you guys follow Rickerson on Twitter. Rickerson, give him your handle, man. One Rickerson, so on the back of my t-shirt. <laughs> had to had to rep it for the show today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the show. Uh, early week two games that are going to be on. I'm I'm just looking at a few right now. Tottenham, they're going to be playing on Saturday. Fulham, and just a few get other games that are going to go on. Rick, any. Any early predictions for week two or anything you want to stick to your guns and let your fans know about any of your Premier League predictions? Um, I think it's going to be a test for um, West Ham. You know how they get four points, mm-hmm. how many four goals. Let's see if they can bounce back. I want to see the Wolves and how they were just been promoted from championships. They were... Right, relegated years ago, and now they're coming back versus Leicester City. I want to see who wins that. But they're going to be in the top 10. We'll see how that works out. Chelsea Arsenal, battle of the top sixes. So that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see Manchester United get on the attack versus Brighton. I need them to go on the attack. Hey, Brighton is not that good. They're going to probably, they might get relegated this year. They may get relegated this year. Really? So Manchester United. Go full on attack and let's see if that works out. Do not park the bus on Brighton. Hey, I'm just I'm just waiting for, for, for just a week later when Manchester United plays Tottenham because I think that's gonna be the match of the week. You know, yeah. within the next week. Any battle of the top six teams and Manchester City United. I mean I, I Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool is gonna be a Harry Kane versus good old David De Gea, so can't wait to see that matchup. So yeah. Well, overall in soccer, Rick, I mean, other than the Premier League, La Liga is going to come up soon. Of course, we'll get to see Kylian Mbappe after yeah. coming off of his World Cup performance. Cristiano Ronaldo begins his new adventure with Juventus. Had a good preseason opening, scored, scored a goal. I mean, it was only a preseason matchup between Juventus A and B. But overall, uh, from La Liga or Premier League, what player are you most looking forward to, to seeing come up or maybe... What are you looking forward to see potentially with Cristiano Ronaldo in his new home? Um, I really want to see Champions League Juventus. He's talking about that. They lost um, Buffon. They, they basically drove him out. And now they got Cristiano Ronaldo, who's, oh my gosh, he's a 
if not the best player. He's the in best the player in Champions League history, but in terms of being the best player in history, you got a debate between Messi and Ronaldo. I personally ask Pele maybe in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a Messi guy too. You know, I think Cristiano's arrogant, but hey, he can walk it like he talks it. Yeah, he's going to be in that striker role that Iguain went to went to Inter Milan. So um, let's see if he get that. If he get another thirty plus full season, and then because he dominated. He dominated on um, Premier League with Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And then he came to La Liga. Him and Messi dominated that. Mm-hmm. And then I want to see if he could dominate. Making their way into to the American sports scene is what we do, the Manning Brady of soccer. Yeah, and I think he's going to win his fifth Ballon d'Or this year as the best player in soccer because of his Champions League performance. And Cristiano Ronaldo to the MLS in two, three years. But well, well, let's hope let's hope he'll still be, if not the talented player, still around there. So yeah. we'll see what we see when we get for it. That's going to be our last topic for today. We'll mention just one minor thing in the world of sports. But uh, man, Rickerson, we've had a great show with you Honestly. on today, man. I mean, thank you so much for taking the time out to come on talk is okay today to dish out all this. Uh, Make the conversation. Make sure you keep a spot for me at FGCU Radio for an episode, man. Hopefully, you'll come back. Uh, you know, within within the semester. I mean, I'll just be here uh, doing my show, all, all my online classes. But hopefully, both of our shows grow into that great podcast. That hey, hey, I'm just saying. I mean, compared to what Skip and Shannon and Dan Patrick had today, I think we had it most yeah. of the. I think we're better than them. <laughs> it's a stretch. It's, it's a beginning. It's a beginning. It's the getting there. But, hey, Rick, uh, thank you so much for being on Talk is Okalo today. Thank you. One last thing before we go. We're going to mention that in just 50 seconds. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for the last outtake with our Premier League. I wanted to send off Rickison in the best way. So, like I said, Rick, thank you so much for being a part of the show, man. You're Greatly welcome. appreciate it. I want to get you in for this last topic, of course, as you know, the thing that I do at the end of my show, Last Shot, where, of course, I talk about something positive in the sports world or something a little bit outlook, and it deals recently with the death of a player at the University of Maryland, DJ, um, DJ Dunkirk, I believe, that's the head coach of the Maryland uh, Terrapins football team. He's right now on DJ Durkin. He's yeah. recently... Um, on administrative leave uh, for the University of Maryland because of allowing the death of a player and, of course, now uh, the football culture there being, quote-unquote, toxic. And, of course, that's not the only Big Ten scandal, of course, with Urban Meyer, but it's just, to me, a shame about some of these coaches with colleges. I mean, is it just me, Rick, or is there just too many scumbags in, in, in professional coaching in college? Yeah. I think because like these um, these kids, because they're they're nineteen, they're nineteen, they're still developing adults. So like they they still got the last chance to say you you're mine. You're not paid on the contract. So basically, so but the problem is like it was hot side. It was very very hot, and they said it could have been prevented, but he kept pushing, push he kept pushing this player, and and he ultimately died. That's just that's just sad. Man, and Jordan McNair's family, they're definitely calling for a firing. I think he des- deserves to be fired. I mean, mm-hmm. DJ Durkin is really, you know, I-, I never liked him as the head coach at Maryland in the first place. Like, you know, Maryland has produced some great football teams, you know, great football players, but 
I mean, they're you know, for them in the Big Ten, first off, the competition isn't the same like when they were in the ACC. And second of all, it it's just really not the same. I mean, now, even going back with the Urban Meyer situation with Zach Smith, now they even found out more things. It's just to me, why can't college coaches just separate football from, from outside personal things? It always ruins them in the end. And it's just amazing that we're seeing now potentially guys like Urban Meyer getting a pass, um, you know, DJ Durkin not potentially getting fired, but even a guy like Bobby Petrino after what he's been through at Arkansas, the Atlanta Falcons just from 10 years ago, you know, and, and the fact that he's still coaching. I mean, come on, Rick. I mean, is there a line for, for forgiveness and a line for just being a, a hated and a coward of a man by not doing the right thing sometimes? I think these guys have to do the right thing. And I think people should take the lessons coming from these guys' mistakes. The Joe Paternos and, and, and the New Mexico State coach. And just, I don't know, Rick. I'm really hoping that that college coaches who come up will learn some of this lesson. Yeah, and Urban Meyer's legacy might be affected. He's going to have his record as football, but when people think about Urban Meyer, they're going to say, oh, what about this? What about that? I mean, look but, at the way we look at Joe Paterno. We can't yeah. look at him the same way as we once put him on that pedestal with the Bear Bryants, the Howard Schnellenbergers, the Bo Schembechlers. I really love Joe Paterno. Oh, my gosh. Penn State, oh, my gosh. Those were my teams in terms of all the... This man is a legend, this man is a goat, and all that came out. I was like, damn. <sighs> just a hard way. I don't even know how even ex-players who played for him still look at him. I don't know how Matt Miller even looks at him. Yeah. It's just, it's just a shame. I mean, like I mentioned in my first episode, it's just a, a weird thing that, some, that professional coaches or, or most coaches can separate that, even like we talked about with Hugh Jackson. It's just... Is there a line to doing the right thing and understanding it? Football is just something on the side. Yes, we care about it. Yes, it's a big-time thing that most people care about when the season's on or even in the offseason. But still, you, 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 don't, you have to be accountable. Just accept the punishment or deal with the situation and we look at you in a better light. Yeah. It's just the way it is, but it's just a thing that you hope will change soon. And, I mean, you think after – these sort of incidents, it's like, well, what did we learn? You know, you know, I'm hoping that it doesn't go down for any other bad coach or anything like that. But yeah, it's just sad. sad. I mean, I feel bad for the McNair family. Of course, I give my condolences to them. You know, I just hope for the better that college football gets better because, you know, college sports in general, because there's still a lot that me and you love about the NCAA and, of course, you know, of everything. But there's just some way of either players being wronged or us as fans being wronged by these decisions. But something that I hope that we change. Something I hope that maybe not us as fans, but maybe something that the NCAA themselves can, can look out for. Because there's been a lot. I've read on Real Sports about the college players' injuries, you know, how they terminate scholarships and the – and the verbal and mental abuse of it, it's just, just where's the line, Rick? You know, these people are still human beings, and, you know, they just want a chance, just like you and I, they just want a chance to not only do well academically, but also with a chance to make something good athletically. Yes. Higher education while doing the thing they love, it shouldn't be hard for them. 
Yeah, it is what it is, but that's all we got. So that's it for Last Shot, and that is it for Talk is Okay, Lil. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure you tune into the next episode on Tuesday. We got so much to talk about on there, and hopefully some more headlines might come up, and we'll definitely look ahead for the NFL preseason, and maybe if the Aaron Donald deal can get done within 24 hours. Like I mentioned, Rickison as my guest, the good old beard man. First off, I have to mention, because I should have mentioned this on the top of the show, get better with your knee, man. I know, I know man. it must have been hard coming to the show um, with that thing on, or maybe podcasting, you know, sitting down with that knee, man. There's an ACL injury. Going around, make sure you check your shots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Darius guys, cough, cough. But like I said, uh, good luck this semester, Rick. I hope to maybe have you back here. You're always welcome to to go on Anchor and voice uh, record any messages you have for the show. You know, thank you for being a good listener on it. And just a reminder: make sure you guys download Anchor. You can voice record, uh, maybe say anything back to Rick. Make sure you tweet him once again at one Rickison, yes, all in one name and. Hopefully, I look forward to hearing you and your uh, new show, Out of Bounce. When's that going to come out, Rick? Uh, we're looking for our first episode to be released. It's going to be released on Friday, so late August, maybe that first week of September. I mean, hey, it would be a great time with college football getting back in and then the NFL regular season right around the corner. Hey, good luck on fantasy. Good luck on everything this junior year. We're halfway through the finish line, man. We're halfway All through right. the finish line. Thank you so much coming in. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Okalo Pena. And this is Rick. And we are signing off. This has been Talk is Okalo. Peace off. <laughs>